0: Friends, it's Jonna, here again with a quick review of *The Haunting of Hill House* and the spiritual themes that I notice. Today, I'll be talking about episodes four and five, just briefly, where we visit the stories of Luke and Nell, who are the youngest Crane children and twins. Episode four is called *The Twin Thing*, and it focuses on Luke's journey through recovery from addiction. We see a lot of experiences that happened in Hill House when Luke was young and the traumatic events that happened where he saw ghosts in the house. Now one of the themes of this show is that ghosts can mean lots of different things. So we do see Luke seeing actual scary figures and it connects back to the story of the hills but it also focuses on the fact that no one in the family will believe Luke when he tells them what he saw. And being believed is a very powerful thing. To have someone hear your story and bear witness to it and believe it gives credence to who you are and what you experience. And we see Luke continuing to talk about whether or not anyone believed him as he moves into adulthood. We see Luke's own journey through the streets as he tries to save a friend who has left the recovery facility, and we see him continuing to decline in his physical well-being. Luke shares stories about how he and Nell were so connected that they could feel the same physical experiences as they went through life, even if they were not in the same room together. And this, like the first three episodes, is occurring over the same time period where the siblings, each in turn, are learning of Nell's death. So what seems to be withdrawal symptoms in Luke, where he is feeling physically ill and cold and uncomfortable, seems in the end to be a way that Nell is letting him know what has happened to her. There's a lot of grief in this episode Grief for the broken relationships that Luke experiences, and grief for the loss of Nell. Episode 5 is called The Bent Neck Lady. It focuses on Nell and her experiences throughout her life, and what happened to her at the end of her life. Nell has a lot of rich perspective to offer us throughout the series, So this is just part of her story. We'll continue to explore it as we go along. We see that throughout her life, Nell repeatedly sees a figure known as the Bent Neck Lady, which is a very scary woman who stands in shadow, isn't able to say anything to Nell, and um, has her head at a very painful angle. We see that Nell sees this woman throughout her whole life Um, and perhaps it should go without saying, but if you're listening to this without having watched the show first and want to watch the show, this is a very significant spoiler. It's the midpoint of the series and a turning point of sorts. We see some of the very best moments of Nell's life. Nell experiences sleep paralysis through her childhood and young adult years and ultimately falls in love with the technician who helps her at the sleep clinic. He supports her and helps her to manage her sleep paralysis and even marries her. Um, The marriage itself is a beautiful scene, the wedding scene, there's a lot of fun details in there that connect to the other siblings and to Hugh as their father. Um, We also have here hints of how each member of the Hill House in the 90s is experiencing Um, their own space of sorts in a room that nobody else can seem to locate or identify. Unfortunately for Nell, um, one night her sleep paralysis kicks in. Her husband stands up to help her and dies very suddenly and Nell sees the bent-neck lady. The bent-neck lady appears in such a way that Nell believes this entity is the person or the thing that's responsible for her husband's death, and it has a significant impact on her mental well-being. I don't want to underscore or underplay, excuse me, the importance of mental health and getting appropriate support, um, but when we play or view these episodes side-by-side, side, episodes four and five with Luke and Nell, we see Luke's trajectory through recovery and into wellness. And we see Nell's trajectory uh, in more of a downward direction out of her wellness and her marriage to Arthur and into more and more mental illness. And it connects us back to the beginning of the first episode where Nell is trying to reach out to her siblings. Uh, There's another theme of belief here. Nell and Luke are both struggling to be believed in their stories. Um, when she is so sure that her husband has been taken from her by the bent neck lady, no one quite is on board with her for that, and it uh, isolates her further. Again, being believed, heard, and understood is an important value for each of us uh, to be um, validated in our experiences. Um, We do have, again, the connection back to Hill House. We see that Nell's death was less a consequence of her mental health and more a consequence of the dangers and the supernatural elements of Hill House. But certainly mental health is a very real theme in this show, and it's important to remember to reach out and get support um, from a friend, from a loved one, from a professional. Whether that struggle is a mental health diagnosis Um, or a battle with addiction. So in the end we learn that the bent neck lady that Nell saw throughout her experiences was actually herself all along. Um, There's a um, breaking of the boundary of time here. And uh, we continue Nell's journey in the end of the series. But for right now, it's, it's a terribly shocking realization to have. And um, we're left heartbroken for Nell at the end of this episode. But we are going to pick back up with the Crane family in episode 6. Again, remember um, that the show's emphasis is on ghost stories. Um, and how ghost stories are also love stories and that ghosts come in many different forms and fashions. We want to remember the importance of believing someone who has a difficult or scary story to tell and validating them is maybe a better word. We don't have to believe the factual nature of what they're saying to us in order to validate the experience that they had and investigate and dig a little deeper to understand them better. And of course, we want to always be able to offer people help and support The National Alliance on Mental Illness has a hotline, 1-800-950-6264. That's 1-800-950-NAMI-6264. If you or anyone you love needs help. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey, for taking these short podcasts and um, using them as brief meditations in your day. And I look forward to seeing you again soon.